Welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne with a customer solutions team based here. Switch to Red Energy today. Yes, and welcome along to Homestyle, the podcast where every couple of weeks I, Jane Newell, get to jump on the line with Shana Blaze and talk all things design. Of course, Shana is an interior designer, author, TV presenter, a very busy woman, a judge on the block which has just wrapped up on Channel 9, the founder of Voice of Change Australia, a new TV show in the works that we'll be seeing on our screens next year. I feel exhausted just introducing you, Shana. Hello and welcome to Homestyle. So good to hear you. And I've just, you know, I've been able to get out of the country. I'm in Melbourne at the moment. So it's, um, I feel I feel alive for the first time in a very long time. <laughs> I feel alive. There is blue sky behind you down the Zoom call as well. And look, Shana, I'm pretty excited that we were able to catch up after what I think is rightfully called event television. There is not a lot of things these days that we can call event television. Like, you know, people like you and me who grew up in, let's say, the 70s and 80s, when if you were not watching a show on the night that it was broadcast, you were just no one at the water cooler or in the school the next day because you missed it. It wasn't streaming and on every website the next day. And the block finale 2021 is still event television. It's like the grand final uh, for the AFL in reality TV sort of terms. So can I ask... Um, an event? Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, massive <laughs> rating smash for Channel 9 as it has been right throughout the 2021 season. But firstly, as someone who's such an integral part of the actual production of the show... Do you get a special party? Is there a rooftop bar somewhere where all of you judges go and hang out with uh, some of the production crew? Or do you just watch at home? Is it a low-key event in the Blaze household? Um, just watch it at home. I had a few few people over because you're allowed to. Wow. had a few people over. We went to, as judges, we went down like the very first year I did it. And um, we, we realised very quickly that, they don't want to see us because if they do well, they'll thank us. If they don't, we might get things thrown at us. So we that first time we, we had a bit of a laugh and um, we debriefed ourselves like Tara Neil and I. We, yeah, I don't think we're meant to be there. So, yeah. But the thing is for me, like it's such a big part of my life and it's been a big part of my life for just over eight years. And, you know, everything is this build-up to the auction and the tension and the excitement. So it is a party and it's a celebration. And um, I, th- I think the thing about the block is that, as you said, it's this event that's been going for so long. And I know so many families where they record it at night because it's too, you know, with the little ones going to bed and they watch it the next morning before they go to school. So they've got some, so they can catch up with everybody else at school. So it is, it is a phenomenon. And um, I I think this year there was a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. Yeah. And look, from a production point of view, I mean, what a feat actually managing to pull off this series under strict COVID conditions, a lot of the time in and out of lockdown. So just from that perspective, I think it is absolutely incredible because I think, you know, having worked a little bit in film and TV myself, you just cannot forget the thousands of hours. And we spoke to Dan, you know, from the block uh, recently on an episode, like it is gruelling. It is hard work. Just forget about 
about all the contestants for a second. The yeah. hours of work that goes in for weeks and weeks on end, the sacrifices that crew members and the production team have to make for, you know, just being on the job. You've got yeah. to remember what an incredible job they've done, yeah? Uh, the, the team behind the scenes, and it's a big block family behind the scenes, um, they work so hard that they really give it everything. And you can't have any, such a successful production if you don't have the right people behind the scenes. And, you know, they've perfected it over the years and it's it's not, you know, when you say well-oiled machine, it, it sounds like you're just going into, you know, everybody knows exactly what they're doing, what their job is, and it's got lots of twists and turns every year so everybody is on their game. And, of course, to all the trades as well who do get a little bit of hang time on the camera, but, you know, there's a lot of hard-working trades uh, behind the scenes as well. So what I thought we would do, Shana, look, we've got a little bit of controversy to cover off on as well, but there were spectacular results in the auction. I want to cover off on some of the highlights of each house's design that pay people can maybe take away with yeah. their thinking about their own planning design, perhaps building or renovating. But first, let's just talk a little about the reserve price debacle. Now, you mentioned on the show recently that it's not just the production team coming up with the reserve prices. So we, did you have thoughts on that? Were you watching thinking, oh, this could go all really pear-shaped? Or how are you reacting when those what would be considered quite high reserves, we're talking in the sort of 3.45 uh, yeah. millions to four-plus million-dollar reserves came out? I was shocked. I like, I actually like, you know, when you get that pit in your stomach where you just want to vomit, <laughs> where you just go, like, I, I know the market's lost its mind. The market has definitely lost its mind. And, you know, I know quite a few real estate agents working in that area and it was very hard for them to fathom it too. And, you know, they had an idea of what the the reserve was going to be and what sort of area they were working at so that when they heard the reserve, a lot of them did have the buyers that could probably they could meet the reserve, but doing something above it. So there was probably fifty percent of the buyers were out of the market because of that. So it was I can't even imagine the stress of all of them. You could see it on their faces. It was it was definitely a pit in the stomach moment. And you know the fact that you know Scotty went in and batted for them was was true and honest because, you know, he doesn't come up with the numbers. He didn't do that for the drama. Um, then it was a case that they worked very hard because, and I, I still, to tell you the truth, I still feel like the reserves were just still too high, especially Kirsty and Jesse. They had a massive block. Um, but that that area of Hamptons is quite a, a newish area and those numbers are not that relevant there. So it, they've set a precedent. Just letting you know. So that that what has been created in Bronte Court has set a precedent for the area. So I, I think, you know, there's all that talk sometimes, oh, they're coming to ruin the area. They have elevated Hampton to the next level. Yes, everyone has been chatting about Hampton. I do another podcast for Direct Connect called Under the Hammer. Uh, Stav from O'Brien Real Estate saying, I grew up in a fish and chip shop in Hampton and mum would have been mortified. <laughs> my you know, partner Simon's like, oh, my dad grew up in Hampton. I wish they'd held on to that house. Like it has come a long way in the last 40 years, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, it is a beautiful seaside family area. 
But the the thing is that, you know, I think it was like 40 years ago, it was like if you lived down by the beach, unless it was sort of St Kilda way, it was just like, oh, not, you have to be yeah. down the peninsula, you have to be down there. So that part of the beach wasn't considered um, real estate gold until probably the last 20 years people have really picked up on it and then it's growing and growing. And, and now other than sort of Brighton and Elwood, um, people, you know, it, it's a very sort of um, niche market there, but everything – has grown from there and now it's joined up to the peninsula, which is pretty incredible. Mm. Can I just clarify that those auction prices included every single piece of furnishing and styling and handbag that was won in competitions? Because I'm wondering how you do a comparable reserve price when other people are selling homes that are empty. So these people are buying these homes with everything in it, aren't they? Fully furnished, fully wow. furnished. And and that's the thing also is that people forget they're getting all of that yeah. at the same time. And also a lot of infrastructure that um, the block puts in from suppliers and puts all this great technology and all these um, things that haven't even been put in as part of the contestants. You know, the, the infrastructure is, is a big thing. So it's um, – I always say every year who, whoever buys a block house gets a bargain. This year I think – I don't think there's a bargain, but they've got everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you forget all those uh, panels on the walls where you can talk to your smart something and get the lights to turn on and, uh, you know, do functionality from outside of the home. There's a whole lot there that you don't actually see on the screen really all the time, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll admit that I did fast forward a little because when all the tears and the cheating scandal got rehashed, I, I, I was just kind of over it. And and I will note that on social media, including your um, Instagram, there was a lot of people saying, oh, too much drama. We're so over the catfighting and the contestants and the blame game. So how did you sort of feel about that as we waited for the auctions to start? There was a lot of drama in the lead up, wasn't there? I felt like it had to happen though yeah. because there's been so much focus on it and, you know, to justify why people were upset, I I think it needed to come out, you know, I would have liked it to come out earlier and some people have said, oh, you know, you can tell that by the, when the boys talked about that, that that happened halfway through the show, you know, look at their clothes. No, it didn't. It was the last interview and you could tell like, you know, the the camera was left on. It was the last interview before they, they, left the house and then they go home and then come back for the auction. So it was the last interview. So, no, they did not have that chance to do that. Mm. As much as I don't agree with what happened and um, bareface lying um, by a certain couple um, throughout the whole thing that didn't flinch um, and they weren't the ones that ended up saying that, you know, oh, I have to confess, I do worry about them moving forward, how this will reflect on them in the future. Like I do, I'm a bit concerned about um, how the how they move on in their life and, and what they do because, it you know, it, it affected a lot of people and as much as we say we're over the cheating scandal and brought up, it did it did affect a lot. It affects the um, the playing. It affects the supply, like the infrastructure. We were talking about the crew behind the scenes. What happened behind the scenes, no one really sees, but it was disastrous because things are set in place. You know, there's a lot of energy and money um, for companies being in there. And and the short timeline is not real. 
The short timeline is for TB. And for that to happen, things have to be locked in and put in place. And, you know, we're in COVID and we're coming out of the pandemic. Things are hard enough as it is to have to restructure behind the scenes. There was a lot of people that, not just the contestants, that um, were really not even put out. It, it was it was terrible. Mm. So I think, you know, the, the trickle-on effect was pretty bad and I just think the tension behind the scenes was so hard and trying to get over it was a bit of a hard thing because, you know, we can't predict what it was like to be in there. So behind the scenes was manic horrible um, because of the infrastructure changes that had to happen and um, that trickled on to the contestants. Yeah, and I think uh, just judging, I'm, I'm not a body language expert, but just judging by some of the body language from Scotty in those final scenes, it was like, yeah, there's a lot of uncomfortability with some of these characters, shall I say. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think now, you know, it's done, it's out there. And um, I just, you know, I just want kids to know that, you know, cheats don't prosper, may have money-wise because of it at the moment. Um, but, you know, you've got to face people and you've got to move on in life and you're going to be tagged with that. So, you know, yeah, I just hope to be okay because of that. And, you know, when we spoke to Dan and Danny uh, recently, it was like just such a lovely couple who have done such incredible things since the block. And and I think that um, people like Ronnie and Georgia and uh, Jesse and Jesse and Kirsty, you know, their careers will be long and prosperous, I think. So not yeah. getting involved in all of that, I hope, pays off long term. You know, they've been like when they were on at the Elston Week, they've been doing shows over in Perth for a long time. So they, they've done really well and they're totally appreciative and you know they're just strong contestants they're strong players and you know not everybody likes that but they um they're they're strong in who they are as people and they're strong in competition and they're competitive against themselves not just other people so you know it, it that not everyone likes that but at the same time you know they're they fought hard for where they are Mm. So let's go through the properties. Ronnie and Georgia, the reserve was 3.4 after Scotty knocked a bit of cash off it. They were first with the auction order. Looks like that decision came back to haunt them by the end of the auction process. In previous years, we've seen the sort of demand peter out. But do you have a little sort of twinge of resentment for them that they chose to go first and it kind of almost backfired on them? I do feel for them because they had that the golden egg to do that and I know they were trying to do the right thing. Um, in the end, it's a competition and it is a game and history shows that second is a pretty good spot. There's mm. a lot of winners on the second and, you know, there was just as much interest in Mitch and Mark. So to feel like they thought that they could help everyone else, um, you know, and their agent. So I um, don't know how the agent will be feeling at the moment. <laughs> but anyway, um, it... it it was something that cost them dearly and, and, you know, in reflection, they they will understand that. They'll have to do that. But, you know, I, I, they were upset and it's got nothing to do with how much they made. It's got nothing to do with it. The fact is that they held their heads high, they did all the right things, that their design was incredible and people that didn't do that part of it um, steamed ahead is just a little bit of a something to, you know, is a bit of a bitter taste. And I'm sure they're dealing with it. They they rise above it. But, you know, that that's what it's about. It's um, got nothing to do with how much they made. $296,000, though. I'm sorry, but that is still a whopping amount of money for most it's, people. It's, it's, and as I, I did in my post, it's life-changing. Like, you know, not everybody 
gets that opportunity and, and you know, being grateful on the block is because it, it is incredibly life-changing. You know, that money means you can sit and be with your kids. It means that you can um, take the financial pressure off and, and, you know, they would not be sneezing at that money, I guarantee. They, they totally have gratitude for that, but it's just, you know, how other people got more because of what they did that's where it sits. So, you know, they'll be fine. They'll wake up and go, well, geez, we made a mistake. And unfortunately, it was a costly one. And some of the design principles that you think, um, you know, were a real selling point for Ronnie and George's, like how would you sort of sum up how their property was presented and how it felt? Look, I think um, everything about Ronnie and George's interior was on the mark of what the world is now. Like, it, you know, it's pareback simplicity. It's got a sense of air. It's um, the beautiful light colours. It's It's got that sense of light to it that has a sense of calm. And I, I think that's, you know, that's what people can't understand when they're watching through the TV is that it's how it makes you feel and, you know, about everything about to me, the essence of what they did was stunning. Yes, we had the incredible spiral staircase. We had the cellar. Everything about that was divine, but it was the feeling in that house that was amazing. What I feel let them down was the exterior, and, and we did do that in the judging. It was just a bit too clinical to match what the interior was because the interior was not clinical, and I sort of felt like, you know, they were in a corner. Um, I... I I've had corner properties. It is not a disadvantage being on a corner. They did have a smaller block, um, but I feel like, you know, anyway, that that's all in hindsight and, and what it is, but I feel like the exterior didn't match that beautiful essence that's inside. I feel like, you know, walking through that front gate, you wouldn't be taken to, to the heart and soul. And I feel like they had that block then walked in and people had to find that heart and soul as they walked around. And I feel like that sort of, worked against them but you know it's can I just say that their design aesthetic their attention to detail and it's probably out of all the houses the most perfectly executed house out of all of them Ronnie is OCD on that I don't know if he's OCD that's just my words yes but he is a, a perfectionist and it was very hard to fault their quality throughout the whole place so whoever get whoever bought that, um, I think they'll walk around every day and go, wow, this is a blessing. Absolutely. Let's move on to Mitch and Mark and we'll uh, maybe just comment on some of their post-win interviews later. Sold to Danny Willis, who, look, if you didn't quite work out who the guy with all the money was, uh, he's a tech entrepreneur who sold a company a few years back for $126 million, as my Googling told me, when my son was like, how can he afford to buy all these houses? So, look, totally cashed up. Uh, The reserve on Mitch and Mark's was once again 3.4. They went second in the auction sold with a profit of $644,444.44 due to Danny's wacky, wacky bidding, plus, of course, the 100 k on top. Just on that note of completely throwing auctioneers, were you just like yelling at the telly like I was, just going, just make a round bid? Unfortunately, Danny's been around for quite a while doing that, so I wasn't surprised. It was just, you know, it. That's what he does. He he does it to try and throw other people off. And it, can I tell you, it worked. It's Frank so it was livid, like poor Frank. And then, but the thing is, there were so many people knocked out of uh, of 
the game once they started hitting those prices because it's not what people were expecting. Um, so I think, you know, there was literally two people bidding in the end and, um, you know, what a great result. Like, you know, the still to this day, you know, their exterior was possibly the best part of their place, like the front yard but also the backyard. Mm. It was a resort. It was beautiful. Um, you know, it, it to be able to, those plants, like, you know, I'd love to be able to afford those plants. Oh, like, those you know, dragon instant, trees. <laughs> that was an instant garden that had, it would take 20 years to establish. Yes. So, you know, they really did well there. It's fantastic. And I, I think, you know, the sense um, of family in that front yard really was the final thing that helped because, you know, Danny, as we know, um, will rent, rent this out, but, He's all about the kids and things like that. Um, but, you know, it's it, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, it, it appealed to him and, you know, it was the people's favourite when they did the auction. So, you know, he's like, well, it's the people's favourite. Here I go. Mm. So, you know, good on them. It's fantastic. You know, they, they were very vocal about their whole um, experience through the thing. And so to come out winners, you know, they should be happy. Yeah. Really happy. I think they themselves even looked pretty surprised. Uh, moving on to Tanya and Vito's property, third in the auction lineup, 3.4 reserve. They made a total profit of 400,001 cents. They had the <laughs> sunken lounge room, the really unique features with some of the round skylights. Do you think we're going to see people emulating a style like that? The terracotta in the bathroom, like it was very distinctive, wasn't it? It was really distinctive and I, th- I, I think the thing about it, though, is the sense of fun and you've got someone that Danny and he ends up, that's the house that, you know, will go to charity with kids, you know, in hospital. The sense of fun in there and we always said there's something quirky, unique, someone will fall in love with this for the joy and there are so many elements of joy in that place. Unfortunately, they ran out of money towards the end. Um, I do hope Danny's going to spend some money and fix up a few um, dangerous elements about there for the children. <laughs> just putting it out there. Um, But, you know, Tanya and Vito were thirsty to know what was going on. They were thirsty to to say, oh, yeah, we got it wrong. What did we do? And, man, they changed so many things. They really did. They they ripped things out. They redid it. They moved on. They they really listened to elements. So as much as, you know, they got slammed on a lot of it, they fixed things up and people aren't seeing a lot of those things. So, you know, good on them for, for listening, having that energy and moving forward. Um, and, you know, I think their garage door was possibly my favourite because, mm-hmm. you know, that who sees a garage, a green garage door and those little um, portal windows in there? Um, I've only just become an ambassador of 4D doors. So to see all these unique um, garage doors is, is pretty fun and that, and that was fun to have a green, green garage door. Um, but it's just, it, it's one of those houses that, you know, it, it comes with a reason. It's fun. It's funky. And, you know, I, I think they were very, very lucky to get that price. Just putting it out there. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if uh, Danny was out of the bidding whether or not they would have achieved anywhere near that kind of a profit. Uh, moving on to Josh and Luke, who described the show as like a roller coaster. Um, they got very emotional on selling yeah. their property for a $530,000 profit. I was actually genuinely surprised by how overwhelmed they were and how emotional they got. I mean, 
they were literally bawling. And I think it's great. Like, I was actually really impressed to see such open emotion on Australian television from two guys who previously I had kind of thought, you're really, really arrogant. And my word's not yours, Shana. But they did come a long way and they did learn to actually take um, feedback and change quite a few things based on your judging. Well, the thing is that I was absolutely... I wanted to hug them through the screen how emotional they were. They, they were inconsolable. They couldn't believe it. And I, I think a lot of it is that, I'm sorry, I can't remember if it's Josh or Luke, but one of them, you know, is having a baby. Yes. So that is life-changing. And not only through that, you know, we only found out towards the end while we were judging that, you know, their dad is, you know, not well. And so there's all those things going through their mind. There's a, there's a lot of emotion and a lot of sort of life-changing things with their dad being sick and having a baby and it's, you know, it's about old and new and, you know, there, there's so much going on and I, I can imagine a lot of relief. Um, but as you said, look, they were, they could not handle constructive criticism and they they made a lot of mistakes but wouldn't admit it. And the thing is that, you know, I, I, I'm quite sure maybe it was like during the week last week because there wasn't block on the TV, but there was a lot of social media of the rooms that weren't revealed. And everything that we said, they did. Mm. And they grumbled, they hated to it, they hated to do it, but they fixed it. And I guarantee it would not have got that price if they didn't fix those elements. They had... There was so many things that was just wrong, and um, they fixed it. And I'm really, I'm really proud that they knuckled down and did that because, wow, look what they've got! Life changing, absolutely life changing. So yeah, you, you can be, you can be a hot head, and you can sort of, you know, um, have a go at everybody. But if you knuckle down towards the end and and you fix it and you do it well, power to them. Now, moving on to Kirsty and Jess, who, look, I really felt for these guys because I would have loved to have seen them maybe add a couple of hundred thousand dollars onto their total profit. Their reserve was the highest. It was the biggest block, $4.1 million, fifth in the auction order. Uh, they did make $301,000, though, which is still an incredible amount of money. But they did kind of, I just feel like there just wasn't quite that demand by that fifth spot, Shane. And did you feel a bit sorry for them? Well, the trouble is, like, with that price point, so many people are knocked out of the market, bang, straight away, bang, 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 like flies. And they sh- in my mind, they shouldn't have been last. They should have been third. Um, I really feel like they should have um, been earlier um, because if people missed out on that, they people had money left over. But I, fe- I feel like the fact they were last was possibly their worst position. And, you know, the auction order, and this is where we, we see it every year and we talk about it, that the auction order for the block is so important and that's because selling five houses to, next to each other in the one time is not done anywhere else. Yeah. So it's it's incredibly important to make that happen and I feel for them. And But in the end, you know, Kirsty said it covers their mortgage, almost covers their mortgage, and it's life-changing but it's it's – I think the problem also is that so many years we've seen record-breaking prices that when we expect every year to be record-breaking, and that's just not real life. You know, record-breaking isn't going to happen. And um, I, no one is going to sneeze at the money that they got. It is life-changing. And three hundred grand. the thing is also like, you know, not a problem if you're not happy. Give it to me. I'm pretty happy to do it. I slog myself every week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
workhorses, like, you know, not to diminish what anyone else did, but they'd never done this type of thing before and they worked so hard. Their house was literally double the size what everybody did and the fact they finished it to the quality that they did, um, you know, they should be so proud of themselves and it makes me think, God, what they could do with that money for themselves, I really hope they apply that energy to to their own future because I feel like they, um, they're, they're, they're incredible. Incredible. Yeah, and I feel like um, Kirsty, obviously, with the music, I think she's got an album coming out, and I feel like in terms of long-term prospects, they're going to make that extra hundred or two thousand dollars back because people were rooting for them, and, and you know they're a talking point. And I feel like I want to see them succeed because they didn't walk away with you know over half a million bucks and perhaps money that people thought was a little extreme in the prize winning stake. So I think that they're going to have a real uh, big supporter base for whatever endeavours they get to next. Uh, Shana, uh, love that as a little summary of those properties. Mitch and Mark, who won, of course, have uh, been, here's the headline from news.com.au, Mitch and Mark slam judges after winning the block. You need an expert. Um, I just want to say, and I know that you probably are more diplomatic than me, but I'm really, I'm really annoyed with these guys because I just cannot understand how you can win, you know, $700,000 and then bag the process, which enabled you to win so much money. And I'm sorry, calling you, Neil and Darren, Darren not experts, like, oh, it just blows my mind. And I want to say I was annoyed on your behalf, Shana, because I feel like they should just take the money and shut up. Look, I feel, you know, they've been very vocal from the from the very first judging and, you know, they've come on here not just to do the block but, you know, to launch a brand new career. Yeah. So, so obvious. So there. obvious. <laughs> so, you know, to turn around and say we need an expert is that, you know, say we don't know what we're talking about. Um, well, I've had 35 years in the industry. Yeah. I was the, the leading designer and the only designer for a show called Selling Houses Australia. Oh, that had a lot of rating smash hit. 170 <laughs> properties yes. letting you know. So I sort of know what is. And at the same time, when you've got this type of sale that has happened, is that really what's happening in the market? So, you know, but the thing is also as a judge, as an expert, we are there to tell them what they can do to fix it. And, you know, they fixed a lot of things that we suggested. Yes. So they grudgingly did it. And I'm not saying our our critique helped them get over the line, but as much as they whinged and whatever, they did listen. And I'm I'm a little bit sad that they've come out like this because I feel like I have a role, they have a role, and to always call out me singly, which I'm, come on, guys, yeah. really, we've, we've got past that world. And I feel like it's, anyway, I, you know, when they go low, you go high. Yeah. And if that's the way they want to tarnish their amazing win, well, I have no power over that. All I can do is that, you know what, I am an expert and I do work in the industry. I work in real estate a lot. I work closely with um, builders. I work closely with real estate agents and, you know, they can say what they want. That's not a problem. Um, it's no reflection on me and what I do professionally. Um, and I, I just wish them good luck and I hope they actually get joy instead of anger out of this win. Yeah, and you cannot go back and auction that home without a pantry because they did add additions <laughs> after you took them to task on the pantry factor. So you're never going to know. Like you just can't prove whether or not anyone's right or wrong because you can't auction it twice. 
But it's also from the beginning that, you know, and this is Neil's words, not mine, that, you know, that they sort of softened down their look way too much and they took total offence to that and, but the thing is they changed it. Yeah. That's the thing, they took total offence and it wasn't personal. It was just saying, come on, guys, you know, put you in it. And then they they changed that room and then they put themselves in it. So, you know what, the you can have a go at us as much as you want, but you did listen, you wrapped it up and you moved to who you were and you put yourself in that place and that's all we ever asked. Fantastic. Yes, take the high road, Shana, take the high road. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're almost out of time. Have we got just a couple minutes for a quick listener question from Rachel Everly in Point Cook? Absolutely. Okay. Hi, Shana. Do you have any tips for buying sofas in stores where you choose your style and then choose the leather or the covering type but can't actually see the finished product on the showroom floor? We're moving into our new build home in a couple of months, so need to order a sofa now, but I'm worried the leather finish won't be quite right colour-wise. What happens if we get it delivered and the colour isn't what I expect? Get a sample. I'm sorry, you're saying you have to order it right this minute. You're better off waiting. Get the sample and take the sample home because you need to see it in your lounge room. Um, You need to see it against the timbers. You need to see against the colour palette that's already there, the light reflections. Um, You know, even if it's a small sample that's the size of the palmy hand, which is probably what most of it is, you know, if you're buying it from this place, um, you could pay a deposit, pay $20 and say, please, can I take this sample home or put it on your credit card and I'll bring it back. Um, so, and that's what I do. Like yeah. as a professional, I, I, I don't just so trust what's going on there. I need to see it. I need to feel it. But you can't go see that full couch in your home. It's not going to happen. So you're making that choice. Um Always sort of, you know, just wait a few weeks. It's not going to kill you. You're waiting this long. And if you have to sit on some fold-up chairs for that time till the right exact count that you know is going to happen for you turns up, so there. Oh, so you're saying you have to actually see it in the new home because if they haven't got another inspection, like don't buy it and just based on the sample you see in the store because the lighting could be completely different. And the times. Yeah, yeah, but it's also not having the confidence. If you're not, and this sounds like not confidence at all. Um, And uh, there's nothing wrong. I think it's really good to say that you're not confident because then you go through the investigative part and then you go, okay, what should I do? And I think, you know, if you've got that trained eye, you can say, yes, that will work. That won't work. You can see how everything will go together. Um, But I think, I think it's really important um, feeling how that is that you need to um, take that sample with you. Mm. And I'd get ordering too for anyone else. I'm just hearing of friends who have had furniture on order and they're just getting deliveries six months later. Are you hearing that, Shana? Oh, I know that happening. <laughs> well, there's been a lot of a lot of things that um, you know, that there's so many furniture items that you expect would be able to get quick and it's taking over six months. One, there's two reasons. One is manufacturing overseas yep. and shipping. Like it's not just the manufacturing, it's the shipping, which is a huge issue. And then there's also because you can't get all those overseas things, anything that's Australian made, are just inundated with orders and cutoff points are, are very long and it, that will last for a while. Just because we we hit next year and we've all got our vaccinations, um, there's, a, there's a big um, – Blocker, yeah. yeah, and so I, it's, it's going to take a while. So I think we just have to, you know, we've had a lot of patience for a while. We just have to have it a little bit longer.
Yeah, and if you have to do what I do and buy a, a temporary uh, sofa on Facebook Marketplace, which actually has turned out to be beautiful, 50 bucks for a uh, tan leather couch, hey, I'm happy with that <laughs> for the meantime. <laughs> paying $50 for a Marketplace couch <laughs> in the time being, then put it on Marketplace when your other one comes along or yes. pay it forward and say, look, it was only $50 free yeah. in your home. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Oh, well, there you go, Rachel from Point Cook. There's a little bit of advice. Yes, get that confidence up. You can send us an email to podcast at sen.com.au. Shana, thank you so much. Uh, for the moment, this is the end of our little season of Homestyle, but I hope we're going to be back very soon. Thanks to Red Energy, of course, born and bred in Melbourne. That's Red Energy. And by the time I speak to you next, I'm sure you'll have a gazillion projects on the go, Shana. <laughs> you're back in Melbourne. You're busy. Does it feel good to be just subtly, like you said at the beginning, coming alive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to go crazy busy because I, I don't I don't want to miss out on the joy of catching up with people and, and you know, just being alive and, and taking in, in the good. Um, but, yeah, it does feel good to have projects, that, things to look forward to, um, things to connect with people. I think more than ever, just to connect with people, whether it's business, personal, or just a random on the street. I think, I think that's really exciting. And this is like, you know, I love doing this podcast because we get to, you know, help people with their, with their problems. Um, but also they hear what other people's problems are as well. So I just think that knock on effect as well. So been lovely sharing this space with you, Jane. I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, We've got a lot of episodes in the can, I think 33. So yeah. if everyone can go back and just have a listen to them all and, you know, put on a, a, a cuppa or put on your AirPods and go for a walk, there's a lot of info out there. Absolutely. I personally have learned so much and we'd love it if you would share this podcast with a friend as well. You can go back and listen to all of those episodes. We'll see you on the TV next year, Shana, as we uh, check out your country home renovation. I'm sure all you need to do is stay uh, sort of tweak to Shana's Instagram, to the Facebook, to her website, all of the links in our show notes, and you will not miss out on any of that. Shana, talk to you soon, and thanks for being with us on Homestyle. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Jane. Thanks for listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne with a customer solutions team based here. Switch to Red Energy today.